you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV. Listen, I know the episode is late, but I recorded the podcast on Sunday. But it honestly, listen, honestly, it even feel like that podcast was good. It even seemed like that podcast was worth posting. I re-listened to that stuff and almost fell asleep. You know, so I said, you know what? I'm going to re-record the episode. I know it's been a while, right? I'm a little off on my game. I haven't put up a shot in a long time, so I'm going to shoot some bricks, you know? It's like... My 10,000 hours had taken a break. So I listened to the podcast and said, let me go ahead and re-record this. And let me just talk to you guys, right? I decided to jump straight into the news and talk about like weed. And I thought that was a frivolous effort. You know, you guys, you know, expect a podcast every single week. So next time I come through, I better deliver. And that's what this is. So before we get into it, of course, I like to parlay with you. I like to talk to you guys, catch up on how you've been. It's been a minute, right? A lot of things has happened in the world since we last spoke. You know, we lost two great individuals, including Chadwick Boseman and the Supreme Court Justice who just died. And, you know, it's a big hit. I mean, listen, that Supreme Court justice wasn't just any type of Supreme Court justice. All right. That's one of the most liberal, you know, uh, 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 people we have on that team. And the fact that we're approaching this election, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, some some crazy stuff that's going on with this election coming up, I'm going to talk about in a minute. But nonetheless, we're coming on election. We hope to see things change, right? For those of you who aren't happy with the current situation, like myself, you want to see a change. And when you have someone like her gone, that was a filter, if you will, of some of the things that they want passed that would have to go through, through the Supreme Court, it's a huge loss. So we'll see what happens. Of course, we want to wait until after the election to pick, you know, next person on the seat. But they're like, yo, we can't even risk it. If we if we risk the election, then we probably, you know, lose and not be able to put somebody else in the seat. Because, look, even if we take the L, right, and, and, and we lose the election, at least we have somebody on Supreme Court or a majority Republican Supreme Court that's going to make sure everything we want goes through. You know what I mean? It's, it's a power game. It's all it is. It's all it is. So, yeah, again, RIP to Chadwick Boseman made an amazing, amazing career. The fact that this man had cancer for like four years and acted, you know, the best one of the best actings I've seen since, you know, a like of Denzel in these movies. You know, Black Panther made the money it made because, of course, overall, it's a great movie. It's a great brand, great IP. But his performance as T'Challa, the main protagonist, was above and beyond. All right. And honestly, in reality, he was a superhero, a man that carried this disease, this cancer with him, knowing that his clock is ticking, decides I'm going to leave a mark on the world before I go. I'm not going to sit out, duck out. No, I'm going to go until the wheels fall off. And I respect that level of ingenuity. All right. That level of fortitude. All right. Perseverance and endurance. So, again, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. He inspired so many children to, you know, see positive images of themselves that his work will live on for decades to come. 
And of course, with a movie like Black Panther, we're not going to ever see the last of Ch Chadwick Boseman. He'll always be propagated for his work. All right. Um, listen, it looks like things are going slightly back to normal. I mean, I remember when I first covered this coronavirus thing with this, I let you know, hey, cannabis is cool, but let's talk about what's going on in the world. And we've seen the, the after effects, right? People are get, slowly but surely getting their jobs back. Of course, we have retail stores left and right shutting down, you know, their doors, Bed Bath & Beyond, a few models, and a lot of others have filed for bankruptcy. Restaurants are that have been family heirlooms of such in which each generation will go to this restaurant for special occasions and they're gone. These restaurants where people like you and me, potentially entrepreneurs, you know, dreamt of and were living that dream only to have, you know, something like COVID wipe it away. You know, the, you know, the one restaurant that's working right now, drive throughs Dr Listen, I just drove past. No, I'm, I'm lying. I'm a fat ass. I went to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right. I went to Chick-fil-A. I was a little hungry. And uh, the line wrapped around the Chick-fil-A twice. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The line for the drive-thru wrapped around the Chick-fil-A twice. That's how you know Chick-fil-A has the best food or whatever they put in the chicken. It got to be a little suspect, right? Got to be a little crack in the, in, in the chicken. That's cracked chicken. Because the way I've never seen such a drive-thru restaurant so packed. And you would think that the service is slow and that's why the line is so long. That's not the case, folks. That's not the case at all. Because they move extremely fast, excuse me. Hope you didn't catch it on mic. But yeah, the line wrapped around twice. So the only restaurants I'm seeing winning is these drive-through restaurants. And uh, yeah, we'll see what the true aftermath is come 2021. But I'm glad that things are starting to be normal, right? You're going to the barber more than you used to. You know, you're, you're, you're at least exploring the outside and going back into public areas, right? Because the, the virus has gone down. Florida had a little scare, of course. But uh, again, we're, we're normalizing you know, soon. When will the vaccine come? Listen, I don't know. Am I going to take the vaccine? Definitely not. Right. Just like I let, you know, when Florida said it's going to be open, I said, now nah, I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to jump out the window like the rest of these guys and try to act like everything's fine because it's not. It's not fine at all. <laughs> all right. And so I see. Let me let them be the guinea pig. OK, go outside, see how it looks. Like, you know, and, and, and if the coronavirus is still out there, then I know you're going to get affected. It's going to be reported by rising the number on the news. And I was like, all right, then I can stay in the crib. But if there's no numbers to report, then I'll, I'll go ahead and venture out. And so, of course, the quarantine stay was extended here in Florida because we had that spike. At least now, now things are going back to normal. You still got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You know, the world doesn't look how it used to look as a, when it comes to interaction with people. Like, if you want to hold the door for somebody, they will wait until you hold the door walk through it and it closes before they even enter the building that's how afraid people are of catching this coronavirus it's amazing you know and and a little side note before i jump back into how, how things are getting normal imagine how these kids are feeling right not only that they're taking school online their parents have no clue all right, how to help them with their online computer virtual homework. Their parents have no fucking clue. You know how our parents got upset anytime we brought home like some new math or algebra and they get upset because they, they were probably good student back in the day, right? When it came to your work, they're like, what the hell is this? A, Y, X, B. <laughs> this is math, but not English. And they got upset and said, oh, I can't do this new math. These kids are now doing a whole new thing, a whole new school, not just math, but everything, you know? And parents have to now check online to see if their kids are present, you know, what they're doing, check their online grades. I mean, it's a whole new shebang. 
And a part of me was wondering, because as you know, I, I ponder sometimes, you know, sometimes with a split in my, a split in my hand, sometimes with a split not in my hand. And I sit down and ponder and I'm thinking, you know, these children are learning completely different than us. And this can only go two ways. And what if those two ways are one, the kids end up somehow less socially inclined, but way more intellectually inclined. So maybe we have a smarter, you know, smarter children, right? Less distractions in school. They're focusing on their work. They're absorbing the information better because no school, you have to know, or we all know that school is a social environment where we interact, we meet friends. We have all these things going on all at once, right? Whereas opposed to what these children having, they're not having that social environment. They're not worried about what they're closing and look like that day, right? They're not worried about what this bully is doing here or this clique is doing there. The social aspect is ripped from these children's experiences while learning. And what's the main focus is learning. So what if they become a better product of the education system than we did because we had that social system. Now, I think the social system is more important than the education, but people stand on different sides of the fence, right? I, am, I'm, I ain't going to fight that, right? Or it can go the other way where these kids are going to be dumber. <laughs> They're going to be way slower than what we were because they literally, they really did not get a true education. You know, while they're at home, they have their phones next to them. They have their screens that are outside of the laptop up. Their TVs are probably on. They're probably watching Netflix with the, you know, uh, subtitles on, on quiet so they can go, go ahead and participate in class. You know what I'm saying? They just turn their mic off and got Netflix right behind there. And the teacher has no clue, you know? And maybe these children are going to suffer the consequences of COVID. Like, these are going to be COVID children. And you already know the birth rate is going to spike up due to COVID. COVID babies are coming. All right? If you shacked up, in, if you shacked up with a significant other for three months, y'all going to either get sick of each other or make some babies. Let's be honest. So we're going to see a, a COVID baby boom, if you will. Right? It's going to replace all those who left. Almost poetic justice and ironic in that fashion. But uh, yeah, again, the world is getting much more normal. We'll see what happens to those kids and this online education soon. But yeah, sports is back, right? Sports was something that allowed us to seat back into normalcy, right? We can check the NBA scores, check the NFL scores, and in some cases, some college football is back too, you know? I mean, look, the NFL, you know the NFL is back when the Falcons are back to choking again, right? They played the Cowboys, they had the lead, they blew it, Falcons are being Falcons, right? Remember, it's just like when they were in the, in the Super Bowl, <laughs> Tom Brady. I honestly thought Atlanta was going to win. I was happy for the city. You know, it's a black city, much support, and they blew it. You know, ever seen that meme from uh, some South Park when uh, this, I think Stan went to the bank of Kyle and they decided to put their money in the bank and he goes, yeah, we're going to put it here, put the money there, put the money here, and then it's gone. And that's exactly what happened to the lead with the Falcons. Here and gone to next. Again, my favorite basketball has been back for the longest time, and now it's actually playoff basketball. So you know, the same intensity we're looking for in a basketball game for true entertainment, you know, and love for the sport overall wasn't really there in a regular season. It looked like they were just playing, you know, summer league basketball. But now that the playoffs is here and a championship is to be crowned on a winning team, these teams are playing their ass off. We got Miami and Jimmy Butler out there looking like straight dogs. They're not afraid of anyone and they took out the Greek freak and the best record in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. The best record in the NBA got taken out by Jimmy Butler in the Heat. That shows you who wants it more, right? They beat Boston 2-1. So my underdog team of the year is going to go towards Jimmy Butler. I know it's not a sports podcast. But nonetheless, again, I'm Paul Lane with y'all. I realize it's 80% male listenership, so why not just be more authentic and talk about what's going on, all right? Um, 
Yeah, so my take is that Miami might hit the finals, all right? And I, the reason why I want Miami to win the final or go to the finals, I should say, not win the championship, is that, one, they're an underdog team. It's going to be a good look for Pat Riley and the Miami Heat to pick up one more piece to potentially win a championship. You know, I live in Florida. I live in Miami. I would love nothing more than to go down to, you know, Miami on Collins Ave and join the parade, join the parties, go to the rooftops, go on the beach. It's going to be crazy. All right? It's going to be a great event if they win. But I don't think they're going to win. Of course not. Listen, the NBA is going to play, you know, respects to Kobe Bryant and the Lakers by giving the Lakers a championship, which they will, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The Lakers are going to win a championship because of Kobe Bryant and, you know, give him an honorary ring for their winning and their motivation. That's the right thing to do. All right. The NBA is entertainment. And the most entertaining thing you can do is to respect Kobe, a legend in the sport. All right. Now, granted, LeBron's going to be very happy when he wins the championship, because if he if he plays Miami, it's going to be easy win. You're going to beat your old team. Right. I heard LeBron and Pat Riley had odds back in the day. So you're going to go ahead and fight that mobster, right? Doesn't Pat Roddy look like he came straight out of a Goodfellas movie? You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, I've seen Pat Roddy in person, and he looks like a mobster. He even got out the car like a mobster. I was working at the, airport, at the private airlines uh, airport down in Miami, and a car pulled up. We had no clue who it was, but it told us to make sure that, you know, we were very uh, professional when it came to this person. I thought it was going to be somebody, like an actor or whatever. Right, the car pulls up, beautiful, I believe it was a Rolls Royce, you know, real mobster style, old school. Like I was watching, you know, some Robert De Niro, Al Pacino movie. It really looked old school, uh, uh, Rolls Royce. And so a foot steps out with like some, you know, Italian leather shoes, you know what I'm saying? It, it looked just like the good, like, like the Godfather. I'm telling you, I'm not even exaggerating. But nonetheless, LeBron's going to be happy to play Pat Riley, give him the middle finger, respect, you know, Kobe and Gigi, you know, give their RIPs, and he's going to win another championship. But, but, listen, LeBron was still mad. Even though we know he's going to win a championship, he got mad because he was cheated out of an MVP. All right? And I was ticked off. You know, as you know, I'm a LeBron fan. I've been a LeBron fan. I'm so much of a LeBron fan, for that matter, when I was in high school, we were able to put, you know, little designs on our senior sweater that we can wear, you know, every day to class. And everyone would put like a nickname of theirs, you know, or their initials, if you're boring, right? And, and that's what they put on there, right? What I put as my nickname on my senior sweater in high school was, you guessed it, Des Braun James. Like, I was that much of a LeBron James fan since like 2004 or five when I first started watching basketball. I was a youngin'. And uh, again, I just liked how the dude was younger than everybody else. I could relate to him. And he was just killing, you know, and he was also on some TV shows back in the day. But nonetheless, nonetheless, he would cheat out of MVP. Like, you can't be robbing my guy LeBron like that. I mean, at 37 years old, the man is playing like he's only 27, putting up numbers. That's unbelievable. Assist was up. Rebounds was up. Points were as high as it used to be. But still, he has the best you know, record in the West. And of course, of course, he has AD that's helping him out. But nonetheless, it's like y'all robbing him. He's 37. He's about to be on his way out. Why not honoring him? But you know how the NBA goes. The NBA is not even a business. It's a business. All right. It's 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 something that 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 is thinking about the long term. If they were to give LeBron James the MVP, of course, he already has three already. Won't be as as momentous. 
you can't market it the way you do and you won't build new fans. But if you give Giannis, the younger guy, the MVP, you know, the guy who people tend to like because, you know, he's very animated on the court, you know, he's foreign, that gives him a foreign European market and African market for that matter, right? And you get to build new fans because he's the MVP, right? When LeBron won MVP, I'm sure he gained a lot more fans. Same thing with Derrick Rose before he broke his knees. And and so LeBron was not only even mad about the whole Giannis taking his MVP and only getting 16 votes out of like 100-something. He was pissed. He has all the right to be. But he was even more pissed this week, which I'm going back to weed. Always got to go back to weed, right? It's not a cannabis news story, but it's a cannabis pop culture story. All right, so we all saw the video. If you haven't seen the video, LeBron James' son, Bronny, right, was on Instagrams posting him smoking, all right? I think his caption was uh, puffing on that nugget loud or something like this. He was puffing on some weed on the camera. Now, the whole internet is up in arms by saying, oh, LeBron is not being a good father. He should leave the, the bubble to de to defend him, not defend him, to discipline him. You know, he, he obviously isn't taking care of his son. And people will look at any type of, you know, story to make fun of LeBron James. Because like, when, you, when you're the best, they're going, listen, when you're the crown, all, wow, I, I speak in way too fast. When you're the king, all right, people are going to always try and take your crown. They're always going to try and knock it off. So when LeBron, LeBron has been, you know, the cleanest athlete I think there ever was. All right. No scandals, no drama, just great, great sportsmanship, great talent and great production all the way around. So if you can't get the father, they're going to go ahead and go after the kid. And that's what's happening now. Now, granted, Bronny is 15 years old. All right. We all smoked weed and we were 15, 16. Some of us even younger than that. Now. We all can agree that, yeah, kids smoke weed, it happens, but you're probably going to say, hey, but this kid is LeBron James' son. There's millions of deals on advertisements on the line and all these other things. And you're absolutely right. You know, maybe he shouldn't have posted it to the story and made it public. He said he was hacked. That's bullshit. Nobody ever gets hacked on the Internet. They just make a mistake and say they was hacked to absolve themselves of accountability, which I'm going to talk about in the future. Accountability tends to pop up. So much that I have to bring it to the podcast. But back to Bronny lighting it up like Wiz Khalifa in the backseat. Listen, man, and, and if you watch the video, Bronny looked like he'd been smoking. Bronny looked like he'd been smoking pounds. All right, maybe I'm exaggerating. But Bronny looked like he know what he's doing. Like, you don't smoke weed, breathe out, and breathe back in unless you've been chiefing, all right? And the fact that they live in California means that weed is so available that Smoking is, is common. You know, even if you smell like weed, you probably couldn't even tell because the whole environment in California has that weed odor. You know what I mean? But uh, you may say, listen, he's, he's, he's an athlete kid. There's money on the line potentially. You're damaging the family. But to that I say to you, listen, these people are human. These people are human beings like you and I. They just have a father who is an NBA champion and worldwide celebrity. Okay. Their ch children are going to be children, and they're going to do dumb shit. Uh, children have been doing dumb shit since the end of time. I can give you a long list of dumb things I've done as a youngin. I, I never posted me smoking cannabis to social media, but then again, when I was at his age, what, 15? I believe I was on Facebook. You know, and Facebook wasn't really, you know, something that was even as open to post, right? People were like, oh, stay off of Facebook. There's creeps going after children and there's fake people on there and it's a scam. Stay off of Facebook. Like, that's how it was back, you know, in what was that, 2009 to 2010. That's how it was. 
So if Ronnie's gonna go to smoke weed, I'm not mad at him. Can you? I mean, how can I have a cannabis podcast and be mad at Ronnie smoking a little weed? I mean, I smoked a little weed. All right, I was doing edibles at that time. You heard the story on the podcast. Scroll back if you want to check it out. My uh, my weed story. It's one of the high stories I told. But nonetheless, back to the topic. You know, the Breakfast Club asks an interesting question: Should LeBron leave the NBA bubble and go discipline his child? And people called in and said that he should. My thing is like, yo, do you know how much LeBron James gets paid a year? My man gets paid like like $30 million a year from the NBA. Do you really think one discipline action of a child is worth $30 million? Now, granted, he's not going to lose all of it, but he's going to lose millions of dollars by going at discipline. If I was LeBron James, all right, and my son was 15, doing dumb shit, smoking weed, um, put on social media that can mess up his own brand in the future. I'll go ahead and smack him in the back of his head when I get back home. And we live in 2020, people. We got FaceTime, right? He probably called him right after and said, boy, what the hell are you doing? Okay, you just lost driving privileges. You lost privileges to go out for the next month. You're grounded. You made me look like a fool, made your family look like a fool, and worst of all, you made yourself looking like a fool. You think college is going to want to accept you and give you scholarships but you smoke a weed? You got to deal with your own stupidity now. Right. I'm telling you, LeBron James is like a father that's not a don't play games. He's like a serious dude. You know, he's he's maniacal about his basketball. So I can imagine how he is about his kids and his his uh, ploy to get his kids into the NBA so far is working. Right. I've watched Bronny play here in Florida at the Peach Jam when I was working the event. Very random situation. I'm like, how the hell I end up watching Bronny? What it was a random ass job I work one day. But nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, I watched him play. The kid's good. He's not a phenom like his dad was. And who knows if he even makes it to the NBA. But the fact that this happened, I think, was funny to mention in cannabis news. And, you know, it just made me want to, it made me realize things are going back to normal slowly but surely. Like, sports stories are back. We didn't have sports stories for the longest time. But look, we also have an election coming up. All right. And. Listen, November 7th is right around the corner. It's, it's September. Like, we're literally right... It's not, it's not even September. It's about to be October. It's about to be next month. And so, I don't know if anyone else has been getting these weird text messages, but I've been getting these texts like text from Democrats for a while now. Like, I used to ignore them, not even look at them, but one of them shits caught my eye. Like, I get it. I get it. You want people out there to go ahead and register to vote. And if my age is in it... If my age currently is in a demographic right that uh uses their phones on social media chances are you can better reach me not by email not by mail but by text so i get the logics behind it but i want to be logical i want to have fun and laugh at the stupidity that hit my phone the other day i couldn't believe that they even thought of doing this like you really thought of sending a bs text messages text message to get me to vote like could they have not thought of something? Why? All right, all right, I'm just talking about it. I'm even getting to it. All right. So I've got a number of these texts. Right. One of them said the most egregious one, funniest one to me at least, and it was their approach. All right. So here it is. It says, "Yo, Des, what's good?" <laughs> First of all, right there, "Yo" and "What's good?" All right. You're like, this is a democratic go vote text. I kid you not. This is real. All right. It says. Yo, Des, what's good? This is Autumn with Black Male Voter Project. We're reaching out to all the black men in Florida to make sure they are prepared this election. 
This is a real text message I got from the Democratic Party, all right? Now, I'm going to point out the problematic points of this text because I thought I had to share it. Like, I'm here like, yo, is this real? Listen, first of all, the yo part is problematic, right? Number one, I'm like, why are you referring to me and saying yo in a political establishment, right? Or a a political environment. Then you further and double down and say what's good. You know, what 55-year-old marketing director working for, you know, Joe Biden said, you know what's smart? Let's contact black men and use their language. And let's contact Latino men in, in Spanish and have them vote, right? It's like, say, yo, cabron. That's like saying, yo, cabron to a Hispanic person. Yo, cabron, have you registered to vote yet? Oh, no? Okay, click here. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm offended. Like, yo, you think I talk like that? Yo, what's good? You think I'm going to go vote and I'm going to talk to the voting booth person and say, yo, what's good? Can I get a number two pencil? <laughs> yo, they are out there. goddamn Hit me up with yo, what's good? All right, let's continue on to this problematic, problematic text from the Democratic Party. It says this autumn. No, excuse me. He says this is autumn with black male voter project. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, and and then they say we're reaching out to all the black men in Florida to make sure they're prepared this election. First of all, why does someone even have a list of all 100 percent of the black males in Florida? I'm a little worried about that. I don't know if you've seen what's going on with George Floyd and all this shit. Like if Trump wins the next election and listen, there's a KKK rally uh, that happens like a couple of towns away from where I live, right? Like, it's not close. I'll say it's about, like, maybe, like, 15 miles, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit away. But still, they have KKK rallies. And I'm sure when Trump wins, there's going to be some shit going on in that area. It's the same area I told you in the past where I walked into the shop. I was with my grandmother trying to get her something to eat. And when I walked into there, I was the only black person in the pizza shop, right? And all of their heads rose at once, Like it was some get out Jordan Peele horror movie. Like I open the door, walk in, not even paying attention. But then all I see is all their heads go. Stop eating the pizza. Stop kneading the dough. (laughs) Like stop ordering. The cashier was looking up. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this something in my face? You know, do I look crazy or what? My grandmother said, yeah, we're not eating here. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Like she wasn't playing games. Grandmothers, black grandmothers know racism better than we do. All right. We we grew up soft. They grew up with like hoses and dogs and shit. So like we got the fuck out of there. All right. So, so nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm afraid that there are people out there with a whole list of black men in Florida. Like what if when they win, they decide to just rile some up. Hey, we got some black males that answered that text from the other week. About seven in this county. Let's go get them. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'll be laughing like a seven-year-old smoker sometimes. I don't know what the fuck is that shit. That little laugh whistle. That's a problem, yo. That's a little too much cannabis for the lungs. But all right, all right, all right. So, man, that's a little crazy. I, I don't trust that at all. I am in Florida, and I'm still concerned why my name is on a list. Like, can I remove myself from that list? Like, if I go on a U.S. Census and I check white male, will I, will I, will I, will I now get texts from Chad? You know? Hey, Chad, hi there. Have you registered? <laughs> I can't even say this shit seriously, bro. I can't even keep serious. All right, all right, continue, continue, continue. So, first of all, 
not only did they are not only they're problematic by trying to use vernacular that they assume that blacks actually talk with to try and connect with us. It goes to show you that some 55 year old marketing director was back there saying this is a great idea. I have a great idea. Why don't we use yo what's good and maybe a that's lit? Like, <laughs> come on, be a little bit more creative with what you're doing. You know, um, and uh, again, again, who in the room approved the name Black Male Voter? project like who thought to put project in something geared at all black men in, in florida like you guys have missed the ball completely like someone has to get fired for this stupidity like yo what's good black male voter project like we all know that black people live in projects is that like purposely done to like connect with them let's put a word that they're familiar with maybe projects yeah they live in the projects yeah they do <laughs> They're going to love this text. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yo. So, one, one, these dudes are, they started off bad, all right? They're just trying to act like I'm some hooligan. Yo, what's good, all right? Next, they have a full list of black people in Florida, which I'm worried about and have to change. I may have to go ahead and act like Uncle Ruckus off, you know what I mean, the boondocks, and act like I got to read Vitiligo and change my race on the census because this shit is crazy. All right, and last but not least, they put project in the name. Oh, I almost missed this. I, listen, listen, listen. If they don't get out of here or get off my phone with this, this is Autumn. Bro, 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 I've never met a black person named Autumn in my life. Like, if you can find a black person named Autumn, please send me their Instagram right away. I'll send them money. That's how confident I am that there's no black person named Autumn. Like, did y'all just go out and say, you know, this Autumn weather is great. I know exactly what name to use for my black campaign. Like, who's ahead of this? I guarantee you it's like a white girl named Sydney who's behind this text. Because this, this shows a lack of taste, not like a, a lack of understanding of the culture, a lack of wherewithal to know how to communicate with what, those in the black community, and overall laziness. Like, if you really try to connect to black people, go ahead and use a black name, right? Like, use like Natasha, Right. You, you, I know a lot of black Natasha's use like a Stephanie that can be used for both. Use a Damien, a Malcolm and Autumn. Come on, man. And Autumn. Did someone say, yeah, Autumn is great. That's a unisex name. I'm sure that the LBGQ will love this. Come on. How lazy is that? Get off my phone, Autumn. I don't want to, I don't want to ever get a text in my life with the, with someone named Autumn. If I even meet a person named Autumn, I'm going to just turn around and say, yo, your parents was lazy. They named you the season that they made, they, they, that they made you, right? I, what, your mother's favorite season is Autumn? So you say, you know what? I know exactly what to name my son, Autumn. And I know the summer's out there who's listening is like, oh, that's mean. Yeah, but could you imagine meeting somebody named Winter? <laughs> or spring like they named you after what you were what you were made on bed springs like <laughs> that shit is lazy <laughs> uh, they're just having out because all these fires in the west coast is caused by a gender reveal like it really it really got me upset i'm gonna get back to that in a second but yeah listen i'd rather chad hit me up with like a yo des it's chad voting is lit click here black man like, I'd rather that. I'd rather you guys go totally off the wall and make it sarcastic and say, it's Chad asking you to vote because it's fucking lit. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done with that.
I'm here, go ahead and working up a sweat over here talking about this. Um, but yeah, the, honestly, shit like that is why I'm thinking the Democrats are going to lose the election. Of course, I want that orange Cheeto toupee wearing man out the office for obvious reasons. You know, I don't think the Democrats, you know, are are fighting hard enough, are being savvy enough, or are creating the fanfare that his team are just totally able to create. You know, the amount of groups, the amount of bumper stickers, the amount of T-shirts, the amount of online support I'm seeing, you know, is, is way more for Trump than it is for for uh, Biden and Kamala. You know, I even thought that Kamala now, because she's a black woman, is going to get way more support from even my community. But people just don't care. You know, people don't don't care. So, yeah, yo, Democrats, you got to fight harder. You can't be hitting me with a yo, what's good? This is Autumn from the Black Voter Project. Project? Project of all words that you could have used. All right, I'm done. I promise. I'm done. I'm done. All right. So I'm gonna give you our quick hits, and we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna jump into the news, and I'll end it on my opinion. And now I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm, I'm even trying to be honest. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be polished here. I'm trying to get some stuff off my chest. There's been some things going on with like weed. I'm not gonna delve into the intricacies, but I'm gonna talk about accountability because I think that's responsible. When I recorded this podcast last night or or whenever I report, recorded it, I didn't like the the uh, the sentiments. I didn't like my energy. I didn't like my topics. It didn't feel natural. And I say, you know, let me jump back on this horse and put in a bit more effort and and talk to you guys for real, for real. Because again, we listen week after week. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a podcast listener, you expect to see that podcast pop up on that day at that time, right? Because you want to consume it the best way you can. You can plan your day with the podcast. You can go to work and say, let me listen to this podcast this time, listen to this podcast this time, and that eight hours can just fly by like it's nothing, right? So again, I know I've not been posting as readily. I told you about what's going on in, 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 in the background. Like weed is a part of that. I'm going to talk about what's going on with them there or with us rather, or me, I should say, since I'm a sole, you know, uh, 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 proprietor of this brand now, up until now. But we will take a break. I've been talking my ass off about this NBA, LeBron, Bronny. Let me uh, finalize this before the break. Listen, I think Bronny can smoke weed as much as he wants. I don't think LeBron James should leave the bubble to try and discipline his son. That's dumb. That's a million-dollar discipline. Just wait until after you win a championship. When he comes to, when he comes to the to, to Lakers celebration, just hit him in the back of his head like Michael from My Wife is Kids, right? You know Jordan always messing up with his big head. All right. Uh, what else did I talk about before I head on break? NFL is back. Yeah, man, Democrats do better. When we come back, we're going to talk about the MORE Act being delayed. We're going to talk about cannabis and chemotherapy. Uh, New York prison turned into cannabis lab. And last but not least, we're going to do a quick stint on the West Coast fires. We're going to dive deep into that topic. That's our big hit of the episode. And then I want to go ahead and give you all some information and get some shit off my chest. All right? Like a Instagram model in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm done. I'm going on break. Catch y'all after the break. Hey, hey, and Anchor, y'all not putting in the advertisements like y'all used to. Now, granted, I figure you're giving all the advertisements like those, like hundreds of thousands of listeners per episode, which I respect, and I got to work my ass off to get there. But nonetheless, the ads y'all sending my way is Chipola. All right? I'll be back. Oh, man. I love doing these weed side chats. I can really go ahead and smoke something, get on a podcast, and just get things off my chest. You know, if uh, for those who want to know, don't even know if any of y'all care, but I was smoking on some cherry citrus hemp flower. Uh, yeah, cherry citrus, you know, has a different, different smell. Like, it smells like, you know, some sweet, 
slash citrusy smell to it. You know, it's not cherry on the on 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 you know on the nose, but it is a berry like smell. It's great. You know, it's tart. The taste is very sweet and it's very relaxing. I must say, I realize this podcast has been a bit more fun under the influence, so I think I'm gonna go ahead and continue to do so. Right. Sometimes I smoke some THC, but I realize in those episodes, I tend not to be as energetic. But when I get the CBD, my mind is clear. I can think of what's coming to mind, and the segues be phenomenal. All right? Be phenomenal. All right? So uh, shout out to all you guys out there who supported Like Weed. I'm going to jump into more about that and why you see the drama going on on the Hemp International web or Instagram page. And I'll let y'all know more about that soon. We're going to talk about accountability. Accountability is important, people, to be an adult. If you want to be an adult, you have to hold yourself accountable and make sure you improve. All right? So in today's cannabis news, we're going to talk about uh, in the second half of the episode, House delays the Moore Act vote. As you know, the Moore Act would allow cannabis businesses, business, cannabis business to have banks. All right. No longer do they have to rely on these Brinks trucks to carry their hundreds of thousands of dollars made per week at a cannabis dispensary. No longer would they have to use these expensive, high risk, you know, payment uh, uh platforms and and modules added to their website or whatever the hell they, they're using you know as a payment portal because a lot of these payment portals like paypal don't allow dispensaries to use them in order to you know have their money secure all right paying a high risk you know cannabis uh uh merchant is expensive these these percentages go as high as 7.7 percent eight percent if eight percent of your business is going towards just a payment portal you're using you got to change that up right if you use a bank you don't have to pay any, you barely have to pay a fee other than you know bank fees that aren't even close to the amount of bank fees that you're getting with these uh with these payment portals so the more i got delayed of course and as you know the house is going to delay this because one the election is coming up, as I just ranted about before, right? And they're going to see who wins. If the Trump wins, we'll see what their plan is with cannabis. If the Democrats win, we'll see their plan with cannabis. It looks like the Democrats are going the route of supporting cannabis legalization. They're going the route of supporting the cannabis industry. And the reason why they're doing that is because they realize that, you know, the Democratic communicative way of, of, of saying this is, you know, how the politicians always bullshit and dress things up for their own agenda. They just want to get votes. They don't really care about this stuff. But my conspiracy theory and cynicalness aside, uh, Kamala Harris used to work as a police woman or not police woman. She was a DA, a district attorney in California, and she put a lot of people away in jail for cannabis. So it seems like she wants to rectify her past actions by, you know, allowing cannabis to be legalized and allowing for opportunities to go to minorities who were put in jail for cannabis use and or sale all right so that's delayed for now but it's very important that a more ad gets passed i mean we want cannabis to be treated like any other legal business in america i'm saying i want to, i want these these cannabis companies to be able to go to a bank make a bank account and bank legitimately all right have the 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 interest rates interest rate yeah have the interest rates grow on their account so they can make more money you know like have more money in the bank get it taxed and everything is is beautiful now i'm not saying the more act will change taxes but it just allow for more opportunities to, to to occur listen wildfires have taken such a tumultuous all right gut-wrenching 
absolutely sad situation for a lot of cannabis businesses and even those outside of cannabis. All right. There's people who have lost their homes, you know, the childhood homes, homes that they probably just recently bought. Yeah, they have house insurance, but can it really get you back all of what you own a house or is the bank going to have to help you out? What's going to happen to these families during these wildfires? And it seems like in this uh, deep dive into the wildfires and how it affects the cannabis industry, we're going to realize that it's going to be a brand new normal that these cannabis businesses have to plan around because these fires aren't one in a million. All right, California gets fires multiple times a year. And listen, just last week, California had an earthquake. California can't catch a break. All right, coronavirus is spiking in California. They had an earthquake magnitude, forgot the number was. I think it was like a six. And the aftershocks happened. The wildfires just died down. All right, they're going through a heat wave where it's super hot because of the fires and the sun. They can't win. Listen, I know California's a desert, and I know deserts are hot and dry. So naturally, if you have trees near a dry area things are gonna burn but hear me out folks it's not all bad all right wildfires are not all bad and the reason why i say that is wildfires are actually healthy for the environment hear me out a lot of y'all are saying all oh, these fires are producing carbon and it's bad for the environment you're not wrong all right you're not wrong about the carbon production however when i learned in botany class back in college there's some seeds who only sprout all right they only begin to grow once temperatures exceed a certain level. And the reason why they do that, do this is because it's normal in a forest ecosystem life cycle to at times have these fires, right? That when they burn the trees and the, 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 the trunk of the trees and the roots and everything burns around it, what's left is carbon. And that carbon is like Gatorade for these seeds, all right? It's game seven. They're going to the fourth quarter. All they need is carbon, all right? All they need is Gatorade, all right? And these, these seeds are going to drink up that carbon from the wildfires and grow back probably even stronger and healthier and much, much more likely more numerous. I mean, you guys have shaved. All right, guys, I know you're 80% of the podcast, all right? So I can talk to you guys with confidence. When guys shave, for you ladies out there listening as well, you know, we can shave a portion of our beard or our mustache, but then it's said that when it grows back, it'll grow back thicker. Now, that is the case. Now, the reason why it does that, you know, on a scientific level isn't because when you shave it off, it grows back thicker. It's because of the angle at which is cut, and that's why it grows back thicker. But the same thing happens with these forests when there's wildfires, right? Once you see a destruction on that magnitude, a lot of new trees will now sprout and have a much more healthy soil to draw nutrients from. Because once the soil, excuse me, once the trees gets burned and there's nothing but black carbon, you know, burnt material left on top of the soil, the earthworms are going to slowly eat away at it. They're going to, you know, secrete sediments when they excrete their food. That becomes soil for the plants and therefore and they're on right uh fungus are going to grow on these trees it's a beautiful thing right like i honestly believe the way the world exists biologically is simply amazing in its structure and cycle now yes the wildfires were caused and it seemed like scientists are agreeing by global warming having an effect on the environment that's why the fires are so bad that's why they're so numerous and of course this is causing billions of dollars in revenue loss all right california excuse me colorado has had a recent random cold stint that destroyed billions of dollars worth of crops and it 
so sad, honestly, because as you know, we're both entrepreneurs. If you're listening to this, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur or one currently, it is the saddest thing ever for you to invest your money, your time, your effort into producing some type of agriculture that may have been passed down and you just took this up and become successful at it and literally seeing it go up in smoke. Like it's absolutely crazy. So of course, as us as human beings, we should be conscientious about the environment, make the certain changes, but it's easier said than done, right? I'm human. I'm not great at being the best environmentalist out there, but I do try to recycle and there can be more education done to prevent, you know, global warming to persist. But nonetheless, again, it's a new normal. We'll get into and read that MJ Biz Daily article soon. Next, we have study cannabis effective for treating chemotherapy side effects. As you know, chemotherapy is destruction and an attack on all body cells. So when you take chemotherapy, that's why you see the hair fall out. That's why you see people throw up and have nausea rampantly and their nausea is so bad they can't even eat food because when they see food they automatically think they're going to throw up and even a side of food causes them not to eat because they don't want to throw up all right and one of the few things that can you know help increase the appetite is cannabis you know you smoke some weed you get hungry and guess what you're now eating even though you've just gone through a rough rough chemotherapy session. Now, I've talked to, you know, an individual I used to work with who had cancer, and they let me know how bad chemotherapy really is. They said it's one of the worst experiences of their lives, but they're very thankful because they believe it saved their life. And, you know, it's very controversial chemotherapy because it's a treatment that literally attacks all your cells, and its mortality rate, I believe, is at 13%, right? So 13% of the people who take it, I believe, die. Or maybe I'm saying that wrong, but 13% of the people who take chemotherapy actually make it through while the rest of them die. So it's actually pretty, pretty messed up. And so when cannabis enters the picture as being a brand new, not brand new, I should say, not even brand new, but when cannabis enters the picture as a cannabis, as a, excuse me, as a cancer treatment, it becomes controversial because you have this huge industry that, that, that literally makes millions off machines, makes millions off of the materials used in chemotherapy, the chemicals in chemotherapy, chemo, chemical, all right, and make millions, millions of dollars off of charging per treatment to the insurance companies. So with that being said, cannabis comes along, you're smoking weed, you're putting, you're, you're taking your RSO oil, you're ingesting it, you're not spending nearly the amount of money, and you're seeing even better results than what doctors can get you. So it's amazing to me that, you know, we now have cannabis legalized so these studies can come out to prove what we already knew because a lot of y'all hearing this news like you're acting like this is brand news i've heard this decades ago i've used weed when i was on chemotherapy and i'm fine i get that i i 100 get that but there's one thing in saying that it works and and you have no scientific proof and now having these studies being funded all right because cannabis legalized and now you can say with scientific proof it does this all right. It was a long time before glaucoma was a realistic treatment uh, uh, that cannabis can be prescribed for. You know, for a long time, people were using cannabis for glaucoma, but it was seen as an excuse that someone would make to smoke weed is that they're using it for their eyes. Right. Hard to deny somebody the eyesight when you're talking about a plant. Uh, next up, I'm happy to see that a former New York prison was turned into a cannabis lab. You know, that's great. You know, once a harbor of, of, of absolute horror and destitution and sadness of people who committed nonviolent crimes, all they did was smoke weed or all they did was sell weed. They were the same cannabis entrepreneurs you see on Forbes magazine now, High Times magazine, on CNN, on all of these news networks, MSNBC. They're just like them. The difference is that these men became started to sell cannabis when it was legalized. However, you have many of those who did the same exact thing that are now in jail. 
So fucked up. I mean, listen, I can't go on NBC and see NBC say marijuana makes me a better mom. Right. When there's moms in the past who had their children taken away. All right. We're put in jail because they were smoking weed. But then these moms can now say that weed allows me to chill out and not scream at my kids on national television while we have all this other injustice going on. Come on now. Come on. But uh, rant aside. All right. It's nice to see that the prison is is now transitioning from being a harbor of horror and now a harbor of opportunities. As you know, if you're you're in the cannabis industry, no matter what you're selling from the flour to the oils to the drinks and edibles, you have to get your cannabis tested or it's not legal or trusted. So you use a cannabis lab to give you your percentages, let you know if it's clean and if you're good to go. And if it's clean, you have got a great product, you can move forward. So it's very, you know, you know, life comes in full circle sometimes and you have to sit down and realize that you have to realize that, you know, a prison that, that held cannabis criminals, quote unquote, is now a cannabis lab and can proliferate things. And if we can now transition the prison to becoming a facilitator to the industry, why can't we also do the same thing for the prisoners who were once in that prison and others serving still cannabis sentences? Of course, we have some progress in San Francisco, Oakland, and different parts of California and Colorado who did expunge a lot of cannabis uh, 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 records. I believe New York also expunged a bunch of cannabis records. You know, those who have reached the federal level, they're, they're shit out of luck until, you know, the feds legalize it. But for those with misdemeanors and weed, they're all gone and up in smoke. Kind of like the wildfires on the West Coast. All right, too soon? Whatever. But you guys get what I'm saying, nonetheless. That uh, things are changing for the better, and hopefully we'll see more of this, you know, cannabis transition and almost poetic justice occurring in a location. All right, so last but not least, we're going to talk about the West Coast wildfires to end this off. But before I go ahead and do that, we're going to take one more break between this to give you guys a little ad. Come on, I mean, come on. I've been going for two weeks. I need some ad money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I keep it real with y'all. I really do. I keep it up, but... 100. All right. So like weed, listen, like weed, you've seen the post on Instagram. You see me post things like Muhammad Ali knocking out, you know, George Foreman in the iconic picture. You've seen me talk about how we're no longer associated with the Instagram page, get like weed, which is true. And that we were separating from our business partner. And as mentioned in the post, you know, I had the, you know, thought of be of having quality products while the other person only cared about the aesthetic and look of the brand. Now, granted, a a look of the brand is very important, right? It is what people see and is what defines you. However, you can have the prettiest brand, but have the shittiest product and it's not going to sell. How many times have you seen a brand where they clearly have money, clearly spent it on, you know, their, their logo, their location, their marketing, everything, but the product just is shitty. All right. And that reminds me of the hemp smokes that came out. It was like a hemp cigarette. I forgot the company because I honestly hate that that brand. But it was an aluminum box. It was very shiny. The filters were star-shaped. All right. It was like a green band on a cigarette. And it was filled with like biomass and like stems and seeds. Like I literally smoked that hemp cigarette and got a headache. All right. Like it was the shittiest hemp I've ever smoked in my life. So much so it inspired me to make a CBD brand that was selling high quality hemp flour. Cause I know the hemp flour that I was smoking looked just like weed. Like it was hard to distinguish the two. It was just as 
high in trichomes, bright green, sticky, smelled like dank. And when you smoked it, you felt nice and relaxed. You actually felt it. You ain't get a headache from smoking twigs and berries and seeds and all, whatever the hell they put in there, right? If you go on Instagram right now, you can look at my, one of my first or my first IGTV video where I split the uh, brand I'm talking about in half and you see how shitty the flower is in there. And I compared that to another, you know, CBD flower uh, cigarette and it was night and day, right? One brand used real flower. This brand was just a pretty logo, great branding with shitty ass product. And if you go online, all you see is people shitting on that product, right? It had, it, people always say, stay away from that brand because it's so shitty. And it's so bad that the brand decided to switch and actually sell real hemp flower, but it's a little bit too late, buddy. We've seen you play a game the first time. You weren't about quality, you was about quantity. Now granted, that brand made millions of dollars. They did, they, they made their money, but the product was shitty. So if I'm going to be a part of anything, I want to make sure that it has quality because at the end of the day, if I'm producing a product as a person passionate about cannabis, you're going to damn sure know it's going to be quality. I'm going to be accountable for that product. I'll give you an example. So like we'd had a, uh, a review. All right. And we get orders all the time. Most of the time, the orders are shipped out two days after it's processed. We begin the shipping process. Right. The money not only has to be, you know, go through our payment portal, has to also be deposited into our account. And once that money is deposited and it's clear, because, of course, people pay, you know, for products and then their payment actually doesn't go through. Why are we shipping the product anyway? We didn't get paid for it. Right. That's not business. So we take after two days, we start the shipping process and bada boom, bada bing. The customer gets the. CBD flower and they're happy. Now, little to my surprise, I wake up one morning, I look on Instagram on the Get Like Weed page of old, checked the messages and we had got a message over someone saying that, hey, I uh, did a review of your product. Here's the you know YouTube link. Um, it looks like that. It looks like the pre-rolls you sent me weren't as advertised now when i saw that i immediately was shocked i was you know a bit ashamed in a way you know and i was angry now granted i didn't pack the pre-roll i didn't ship the product and so i didn't know what was going on with this and that's probably my fault you know i kind of lend trust to other individuals to take care of what they have to take care of right and it's very important you make customers happy especially one that's reviewing your product because a video on YouTube is going to be up there for, you know, perpetuity. You know, for those of you who may not have a a pompous vocabulary that or a person that decides to use big words for no reason, like myself, it's going to be on YouTube for a long time. All right. People are going to be watching this video in the future. They're going to be learning about your brand, what you created. All right. And if you're not doing something right, that represents your company for all those people viewing that video. All right. Now I digress. I would rather I continue. All right. So not only was she upset about the pre-rolls, she's also upset about something else. So a little continuation of the story. I click her YouTube video. I begin to watch. Uh, she was ticked off from the beginning. She had mentioned how the product took two weeks for it to get to her. Two weeks. I mean, that's unacceptable no matter what brand you are, no matter what COVID situation there is. To wait two weeks for a product is ridiculous. Now, granted, I remember the order after she said two weeks because, you know, the situation became this. One person was unemployed. I myself am employed. I decided to say, hey, look, you take over the shipping. You have all the time in the day. Make this be a job. You ship things out. Right. Simple as that. It was an easy agreement. 
you know, and they were happy to do so. However, in this situation, I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, we did we did talk about it, but it just turned into an argument and a lack of accountability, which I want to get into soon. But they they just didn't really tell me what happened. Like like it is what it is. So granted, I watched the video. She says that the product was like she ordered a gram pre roll. The gram must have been 0.7. She put it on a scale on a video to show everyone, right? And not only that, she talked about how long the shipping was, and she even showed a competitor in in the hemp space that had a pre roll one gram. And look at the size of that joint compared to one that she was sold now granted again when you're the product project manager and you're in charge of making sure the product is how it should be right i was focused on making sure that the product had the you know the branding look good the labels look good the flower was good right product all right and the other individual you know who stresses aesthetic so much must have forgot about how important the product was and shipped out a flower that wasn't as advertised all right ship the shit out two weeks later so granted when you see this information as a business owner what is your next move people right you have a product you invested your time your energy your passion your finances into this thing and you're getting a bad review what do you do i'll tell you what i do what i would do or what I would have done was one contact her, tell her, hey, look, I don't know what happened. Maybe that was a bad batch. You know, things are, you know, pre-made before order. And we can go ahead and reship out, you know, pre-rolls to, to reimburse you for and give you exactly what you paid for in the first place, which is a one gram blunt. Now, granted, not all was lost in her review. She did say even though the products were, you know, not as advertised, they, uh, gave her the pain relief that she was looking for and the effects of the flower was there. However, at the end, she said, listen, I don't urge any of you guys to buy their pre-rolls again because clearly the pre-rolls aren't as advertised and the products came two weeks late. However, if you want to get the flower, I can vouch for them on the flower, which made me happy that still the flower was given the love that it deserved, even though she had such an arduous process with the Like Weed brand. So naturally, I brought this issue to the person who was in charge or 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 responsible for what transpired, responsible for the product being shipped out two weeks late, responsible for the product being not as advertised. And you know what happened when I brought that to that person? A lack of accountability. They said, you can't make everybody happy. All right. There's going to be some angry ones in the bunch. I'm like, what? Do you not realize that the anger that they're having isn't just an opinion base? It's fact based, right? Like we're selling a product that just wasn't there. You know, like I, my next move was to go ahead and ship her out one free flower, eighth, all right, and the two pre-rolls that she was cheated out of before. So now she gets to try the flower, see it in its actuality, look look at the flower, see the trichome, smell it, understand what the brand's really about, give her a true reflection on our brand. You are nothing, all right, if you do not super serve your audience. Jeff Bezos is so anal about this, all right? So particular. If you go into a Jeff Bezos Amazon meeting, they, he has an empty seat in the boardroom that represents the customer because he's just as important as the, as the board members. Always make sure you think of the customer first, all right? You make sure the customer is getting what they like. You make sure your audience is getting what they like, 
All right. And me as a man, all I expect from somebody else is to have accountability. You know, I'm also running this issue at work where if someone makes a mistake and I call them out on it, because, as you know, I'm a loud mouth. I say what's on my mind and I tell the truth. All right. If I say, yo, what happened here? And your first response is to defend and absolve yourself of responsibility. That means you're not taking accountability and you cannot learn. All right. And. If there's any mistake you make in life as an adult, listen up if you're in your 20s, because I'm, I'm in my 20s too, all right? And we tend to fuck up sometimes, and I get that. But something remarkable changed in my life. Once I just decided to start taking accountability for things in my life, I realized that I was not only able to learn from my mistakes, I was able to put corrective actions to make sure that incorrect action never happened again. Once you lack accountability, you cannot improve. Once you lack accountability, people, you cannot grow. So how would you feel if you had a business partner who did not take accountability for that action? All right. How would you feel if you had a business partner who didn't want to rectify the situation with the customer in the first place? You know, it's even worse because it's a reviewer. And listen, we're happy when we get reviews that we never reached out for. We never like, you know, message you guys and say, hey, we love the content. We never commented on any of your posts on Instagram. You guys saw our brand, however you saw and found our brand, decided to try it out, buy the product and actually do a review. So for all you hemp reviewers out there, I show mad love to y'all because you guys are doing the industry an amazing service. You're letting us know the brand, what we should work on and what's working best. You let the consumers know what brands they can trust and what brands always deliver. All right. So you hemp reviewers out there, always much love, because even if it's a negative review, it teaches you how to improve. Listen, fellas, 80 percent listenership on this podcast. I'm talking to you. All right. The first time you did a little thing, thing in a bed. All right. The horizontal hokey pokey. That's so corny. I don't even know why I said I don't want I feel like not being nasty right now. All right. Sponsors. <laughs> but nonetheless, the first time you got down and dirty, it was not great. Right. The first time you did it, don't tell me you knock it out the park because I know you're lying. That's that's a story you told your friend Steven to try and show off. We, we both know it didn't work out that way. Uh, you probably entered in quicker than you left. Does that make sense? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. It ain't last that long. So with that being said, you have to do it over and over and learn from your mistakes and correct your action. You have to take accountability to want to improve, to actually improve, to now you have a satisfied girl at, <laughs> when it comes to the end of it. All right? And so if you're running a business and you make a mistake, you have to improve it. If, if, if I'm running this podcast and I decide to go do an experimental episode and the numbers prove people don't give a shit, well, guess what? I need to improve that idea or scrap it entirely and fix it for next time. All right. Only way is to find corrective actions. And the only way you can find a corrective action to your mistake is to have accountability. And listen, I know in, in all our lives, we've encountered individuals who just try to throw away the blame. They just try to blame it back on you because they are not adults. They're not mature enough to take accountability into their own hands, you know, and the whole beef that happened with like weed stemmed over some Instagram post. Believe it or not, it was an Instagram post that that was a camel on a straw's back and the individual decided to leave the company, you know, and, and start their own brand. And so right now we're going through some things, you know, you know, in the background for business, as always, splitting a business and dissolving a business is never an easy process. It's an expensive process. And I send out a prayer. I send out all the prayers in the world from baby Jesus, from Nazareth to Atlanta. Listen, a divorce, if you're going through a divorce, I've gone through when I give you the best of blessings, man, because it's not easy. I could imagine if dissolving a business is this expensive and having a lawyer and going all these things, 
is this expensive? I could only imagine what it is to get divorced. Like you got children, a house and a lot more assets because you're probably older. And so I, I send out my, my condolences to Dr. Dre and Cardi B and Offset is all getting divorces right now and going through it. And I send out my condolences to all those out people out there listening who may have had a business, maybe going through what I'm going through. Understand exactly what it is, you know, and, and, and you try your best to deliver quality, but that's not their goal, right? It's almost like some people's goals are just to, you know, use what they're doing as a project or a portfolio for what they're doing in the future, right? And hopefully they're not seeing the bigger picture of owning your own brand, becoming a, a household name and being loved by a large amount of people because you super serve them. If they want to help their anxiety, that's what you bring them. If they want to get flour that looks like the real thing and the weed that they smoke every day, give them what they want. All right. Don't just sit up there, buy some weed off some, I mean, buy some hemp off of some, you know, other hemp brand company that's affordable. And now you have brown nugs that look crappy. Like don't do that. Don't cheat people that way. And don't put indoor flour on a product that's not indoor at all. We cannot tolerate that. You know, once you've made that egregious step to lie to a customer, what else are you going to do just for a dollar? What else are you going to do to trick and dupe the customer? You know, I mean, look, a lot of brands do that. These CBD companies, I mean, listen, they sell hemp oil and say it's CBD. Uh, we've seen it. We've seen these egregious actions in the cannabis industry, and I myself cannot stand for it. So as I posted, you will continue to get these high-quality, trichome-covered CBD flowers. All right? You'll continue to get high-quality CBD indoors, given as advertised, and we'll make sure the customers are happy. All right? So again, like we brand is changing, things are changing up. The website, I know people are trying to place orders right now. However, the orders aren't going through because of the whole payment portal change of ownership and all these other things are going on. But I assure you, once we're back up, things are going to be booming. All right. We're going to be found at this Instagram, like weed co. All right. On Instagram, one word again, it's like weed co. If you want CBD hemp flour or CBD flour, if you're into that thing, we got you. We ship internationally. We ship all over the globe in the 50 states. If you need CBD, we got you. We got some people out in the UK trying our flour. They like it. Some people are mixing it with their regular THC. Some people want to carry it in their UK smoke shop. All right. So we're out here doing what we have to do. We're moving how we have to move and we're going to keep our heads high and remain professional. All right. Last podcast, I felt like I was just whining. Now, I just want to have a point of focusing on accountability. You know, I want to make sure I myself continue to hold myself accountable for things. And I want you out there, the listener, to, you know, hold yourself accountable so you're not one person being complained by another because you don't hold yourself accountable. All right. Accountability is everything. Brawny, accountability, bro. I know you were trying to send that post to your friend and say that you were smoking and you're trying to be cool, right? But you accidentally clicked that story. I know how that goes. I try to send things to my friends and I accidentally send things to the story. And and now I got the wrong thing posted up. But guess what we all do? We delete it. But guess what? Even though you delete that real quick, guarantee you the Shade Room, all these blogs are going to pick it up, the Bleacher Report, and it's going to be a news story that's going global. And that's what's happening. So, Brawny, I know, I know, I know you are <laughs> on grounded punishment. Like, yo, Bronny's going back to quarantine. He ain't stepping back outside for nothing. Like, I even know if he has basketball games doing his coronavirus thing. He's going to be locked up in the house on TikTok all day. And the fucked up thing about it is Bronny might just be back there in the crib smoking because his dad's in the bubble. What's his mom going to do, you know? What's, what's a mom going to do? She got two other kids to worry about. 
But I guarantee you, Braun's going to send, you know, all of his fab five to the crib to scare the living death into that child and say, yo, you're not going to fuck up what we all work hard to build. All right, young man, enjoy quarantine. Here's a mask. So I was I told you guys I was going to talk about the wildfires and house and new normal. But no, honestly, I just want to get things off my chest. I want to talk to you about what's going on. I want it to be more authentic. Of course, we do cannabis news. But I think it's important to just have a conversation. Why not just parlay, you know, talk. Well, mano y mano, one on one. All right, so if you enjoy this podcast, of course, go ahead and subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, find us on Instagram at Hemp International and Light Co. Again, the website for Light Co. will be likeweedco.com. Again, that's likeweedco.com for your CBD flower and cbd needs we got you we got delta 8 coming in the pipeline stay tuned will it be delta 8 carts will it be delta 8 nugs you got to stay tuned to find out follow the instagram page it will give you updates on what products are coming soon y'all saw that y'all listened to the episode where i tried delta 8 i was fine in the first half but in the second half that delta 8 kicked in and i was ready to knock the f out all right i was slurring my words i was like y'all can't even do this anymore what is in this now what i took what i didn't even realize was i took thousands milligram gummies and I had three of them I right? <laughs> I had 3,000 milligrams of cannabinoids in my system that's why I had to knock out you know what I'm saying like I had narcolepsy or something you know what I mean so it was 500 milligram CBD and 500 milligram uh delta 8 okay so all together I had 1500 milligram delta 8 and 1500 milligram of CBD that thing knocked the play out I right, your brother was tired I know right now I sound my voice is getting groggy but that means my voice knows it's time that the podcast is coming to a close again if you love this podcast you enjoyed this episode show your support man I mean before I head out I want to show some love to the Joe Budden podcast for leaving Spotify because they weren't treating him the way they should listen the man had a number one podcast on the platform for months not days not weeks listen joe budden might as well have been drake on one dance when he was number one on the billboard charts seemingly forever because that's exactly what joe budden did on spotify joe budden podcast that means mall rory and parks all right the story goes as this if you want to listen to the whole thing go to joe budden podcast on spotify go click the episode to have the spotify logo and he'll give you three and a half hours about what happened there but here's a quick rundown uh, man creates podcasts with his uh, homies. Podcast takes off, okay? Podcast gets signed to an exclusive deal on Spotify worth millions, all right? They pay them over two years, all right? That million dollars was paid over two years, and they're getting their money's worth, okay? Now, when it comes down to renegotiation, they weren't seeing eye to eye. <clears throat> Spotify can go ahead and spend $100 million on Joe Rogan, $100 million on a ringer, and they can go ahead and buy Anchor for like a billion dollars or something like that. But when it comes to supporting one of the number one podcasts in the urban and media and music space, for that matter, they decided to get cheap. All right. They decided to be like your mom when you went out to the toy store and she said, we'll get it. We'll, we'll buy it for you next time. We all know mama was never going to buy that toy. When you heard next time, you're never going to even see that toy next time. She's going to make sure when she go back to the mall, she's going to walk the other route. So you can't even point out that toy you wanted. Maybe I was speaking from a past PTSD experiment, but yeah, y'all probably went through the same thing. 
um, experience is what I meant to say. But yeah, nonetheless, he's leaving the podcast to start his own Joe Budden Podcast Network, where he's going to have a number of podcast episodes. And potentially, now that he realized that the networks in The Ringer and 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 uh, the other podcast networks that had got sold to Spotify for $100 million, if he wanted to get that number that he's looking for, he's going to have to have more IP to get that number. And I support ownership in all facets, especially if you're a black person in America. You got to make sure you own you got to own some shit, baby. I ain't saying you follow Kanye's route and buy some ranch in Wyoming, but you got to make sure you have ownership. All right. Because if you don't, all you're doing is being an employee. And you can be let go at any time. So Joe Budden's going to do his thing on his own. He's going to have his ads. He's going to have his different podcasts and shows underneath the Joe Budden network. And then potentially his podcast will be sold. At, I'm predicting for a hundred million dollars based on a success that his other IP and shows work so me as a podcaster i care about this i share this to you because chances are if you listen to me you listen to other podcasts all right and uh this is important because the podcast world has to be acknowledged for their work if you're able to pay artists all right songs i mean pay artists for streams you know, you have to be able to monetize somehow podcast listens. If you're getting a million listens per episode, you got to monetize that somehow, right? Develop a CPM that that's going to cost you, especially if you're showing ads underneath underneath that podcast. But uh, again, I digress. If So just like the Joe Budden podcast, we're all about ownership. We're all about bringing you content. We're all about keeping it real, keeping it authentic, keeping it hunted. We laugh, we learn, we enjoy, and nothing supports a podcast more than subscribing, then liking and sharing with the homie and you guys both enjoying the podcast together. All right. So I'm, I made sure I re-recorded this episode. I brought the energy. I had fun. All right. I'm awake this time. All right. Even though I had a migraine for like three days, I'm here recording because guess what? I got love for you. And I know you expected the podcast at a certain time so you can plan out your day, you know, do your laundry, have the podcast playing. You can be at work and let the hours fly by enjoying a podcast that you're listening to and you enjoy. And hopefully I'm one of the podcasts that you enjoy listening to. And we, Okay. So again, follow us at Hemp International on Instagram for cannabis media. Follow us on Instagram at LikeWeedCo for your CBD and hemp flower needs. All right, check out LikeWeedCo.com for your CBD and hemp flower needs. Listen, we all like to smoke weed, but we can't be high all the time. So the reason why hemp flower is becoming more popular is because people love weed, but it can't be high all the time. So they go ahead and smoke some CBD that gives you the feel, the taste, and the relaxation you're used to getting with THC just without the high, so you can go ahead and handle your business. All right? Business. So thank you for listening as always. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a lot of fun. Great episode. I'm happy I re-recorded because this had way more energy. I enjoyed myself, and I'm proud of this episode. Okay? Again, it's always about quality. If you produce something the first time and it's not looking like it, you ain't feeling like it's it, it don't got that it factor, you go ahead and go back to the kitchen and cook something up. All right? So I cook this up for you and i hope you enjoy it don't forget to subscribe and share this with a homie because guess what we all like weed here at high tv so again stay tuned stay high high tv greetings to the world all right all right i gotta clear up the air i made a mistake I made a mistake. When I was talking about the Moore Act, I did refer to the Safe Banking Act, which is a different act, and I 
talked about that and not the Morak. They got it confused because both were, you know, created at the same time. However, I'm taking accountability, all right, for my fuck up. I'm going to clear it up now. So the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act that got delayed is as follows, okay? It is a 2019 proposed piece of U.S. federal legislation that would deschedule cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act and enact various criminal and social justice reforms related to cannabis, including the expungement of prior convictions. This legislation has been called historic in reaching farther in any legislation process before until, or excuse me, I read that completely wrong. Farther in legislation process than any other such bill since prohibition of cannabis in the 1930s. And it marks the first time in history a congressional committee has approved a bill to end federal marijuana prohibition. So those same people I mentioned that uh, had to wait for, you know, federal legalization for their convictions to be expunged may get expunged if this gets passed. All right. Again, I did say that states have taken upon themselves to expunge those from these, you know, nonviolent cannabis crimes. But if this gets passed, the federal cases would too. So if you're a cannabis entrepreneur who is not moving, you know, a small amount of weed, you probably had a federal level amount of weed being moved. You can now get expunged as well. So your life can go right back on track. You can go ahead and get an education. You can start to vote and get this guy out of here. I mean, of course, they probably wanted to delay this because if you smoke weed, you maybe tend to be more liberal and they want to make sure this gets extended past the uh, election. Now, granted, that part of what I said was still true, though not correct the information I said prior. The election determines why this has gotten delayed to the point where it has, because depending on who comes into office, we'll see what happens. All right. Will Kamala Harris decide to rectify her wrongdoings in the cannabis industry in the past by allowing this bill to be passed and fight for it to be passed? And make sure those social reforms are done in the right communities and aren't stolen like that PPP money the government tried to give out. Listen, how the hell are these multi-billion dollar companies taking $10 million loans from the PPP Act because they want to save their business? You don't need it. This is for the restaurants out there that are closing down, all right? But look, notice how I took accountability for my fuck up and I had a corrective action to make sure I gave you the right information, you know? It's funny how things happen, or maybe it was planned. Anyway... Take accountability. You take anything on this podcast today, take accountability, learn from your actions, make corrective actions, and you'll see your life go much better. And I say that to everybody, not just the one individual I may be referring to in the beginning. All right? Peace. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening. ITV. Now greetings to the world. Gangsta no live in a tenement yard. No. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watchy watchy watchy. Too much so 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 so. Oh, oh. Them chatty chatty chatty. Fuck all this pretty Sean Carter shit nigga ho. Sean was on that gospel shit. I was on the total fucking opposite. Shit. Stuff a million dollars in a sock drawer. That's a ball chest in case you need your chest knocked off. Y'all be talking crazy under the IG pictures So when you get the hell, you tell them Blanco sent you I can't take no threats, I got a set of twins Those were just some words you'll never hear again For the final time, you don't believe these fools I've never seen a worker rock so many jewels I've never seen a runner with so many cars Y'all couldn't stop me, you're not as tough as you say you are my advice is just don't be too nice to niggas Just set the price so niggas to live your life, my nigga 
Once upon a time in the projects Sean was in flight mode, I bought a Pyrex I was in fight mode, oh now it's fuck me, mijo I was moving them kilos, help you move your peoples Sometimes you need your ego, gotta remind these fools Who they effing with, but we got effing too Before we had A&Rs, we had ARs too We the only ones really moving like y'all say y'all do We still moving like y'all niggas say y'all did Emery packs you niggas and he did a bit Tata jumped over niggas, he like 5'6 Got the heart of a giant, don't you ever forget Don't you never forget, Jigga got this shit poppin' I pulled out the pot when we was out of options Gangsta no live in a tenement yard Hood boy no live in a tenement yard Too much watch it, watch it, watch it Them so, 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 so Too much chatty, chatty, chatty Fuck all this pretty Sean Carter shit, nigga, ho Put that drum in your ear, don't get smirked I Bobby Shmurda, anybody you heard of Niggas could not be further I bother your style Birth of a nation, that Turner style Uh, y'all make me turn up all this talking down Uh, niggas are skipping leg day just to run their mouth I be skipping leg day, I still run the world I press the head of your team with one finger curl I line you all up with one finger wave Make niggas weave Niggas is out here fake Lace front to the back, don't front Y'all gon' make me wig, I'ma give y'all what y'all want uh. Gangsta no live in a tenement yard Shedlocks no live in a tenement yard Too much watchy, watchy, watchy And them so, 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 so Too much chatty, chatty, chatty And them so, 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 so. Can't you see it's my ambition I come to nice up the whole nation What a bam bam, yeah Lord, I miss a what a bam bam Can't you see it's my ambition? I come to nice up the whole nation. What a bam bam, what a bam bam. I don't give a goddamn, I don't give a goddamn. When me come a dance, I'm a split on Guinness. Yo, crowd of people go and mind your business. This a hunting season. Make I tell you hunting season. Well, I tell you something season. Yo, this a hunting season Cake and dumpling season Spinners and dumpling season Don't play by the king, love's all I know you bring, you know Vice to the one pan, go the banking, top ranking Keep it skanking, ooh-wee uh-huh. Hear me now